Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, and cheering for Ethereum this morning, folks, Mr. Andy Molitor. How's it going? Yeah, we got out at like 32, and then we got back in at like 29.80, a little more at 3,000. So now we're, we're I, I like Bitcoins and stuff because it's fun to absolutely change. It's like the markets in the NFL. Like, you know, we've been backing this team for a while. Now it's at the top of their market. We're, we're turning heel. We're, we're, we're against them. We're fading this team. They've hit the top of the market. So I like cheering for a coin and then also cheering against it like a week later or a day later. I am dangerously day trading with very little knowledge and that is uh that's what keeps the blood flowing while there's not football going on right now. <laughs> Although there is football tonight. Tennis was uh, tennis was good yesterday, I thought. The Storm Sanders is a push. On Lee absolutely crushed. Easy so Jen Brady, uh, I bet Jen Brady at a retirement book. Because <laughs> I had some money line too. So that worked out nice that uh, she gave up right at the end. And then who was the other one? Teichman? Teichman, I think, crushed as well. Teichman did. We've got lucky, you know, knock on wood with retirement this week. We're kind of the uh, anti-Kelly, if you will. But, you know, hopefully that continues for us. It was nice. We got a couple wins. Uh, Brady looked very good, but then, you know, that foot injury kind of uh, came up again. If anybody's ever had plantar fasciitis or turf toe, um, it's kind of a lesser version of that. You, you know kind of what dealing with that's like. It feels okay for a day or two, and then all of a sudden you start moving around on, and it can flare up in a second. And, you know, with any sport, it's a big deal to have uh, your feet feeling good. Uh, tennis, not least of that, not least of those. You were on your feet a lot during tennis. But, yeah, tennis was fun. I don't even know if I bet any baseball. <clears throat> I know the Phillies haven't won since I bet on them. If you uh, are just catching up on that and want Phillies to win the East, there's a better number out there than I got for certain. I did talk to somebody smart who made the fair price about two to one at that point. So getting that plus 240 was apparently a good bet in someone smarter than I's eyes. But at the same time, it doesn't matter if Atlanta keeps winning and the Phillies, it's looking pretty, uh, pretty bravey for the NL East right now. The Mets, the Mets did um, somehow it's, I don't want to say they responded to the ownership's uh, tweet because they didn't score through eight innings. Like they scored, if you, it's again, you look at the box score, like, oh, the Mets won. Like, oh, they scored five runs in the ninth, 11th, and 12th innings. So the Mets still kind of stink. It was just a really a game they could have lost a couple times in a weird bullpen game to the Giants. The NL East is still full of intrigue, and I still will cheer for Philly because honestly, there's 40 games left. A lot can happen. A lot of baseball. A lot of baseball. The fighting Phils. Did your mom bet them yet? I tried to talk to her about it. She's still not like thrilled about the idea. And I don't want to like outwardly bring it up because I don't know if that ruins the karma thing. What I really need to do is get a couple tickets and start taking her. So I've been looking at the schedule, trying to figure out what some of the bigger games are. And then we'll schedule and get some tickets so she's there in person, try to swing them, swing, swing some things our way. Yeah, it's like, oh man, the Phillies. The Phillies look good this year, Ma. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll cheer for them. I get updates. Yeah. <laughs> Um, golf, I took it pretty easy this week. Honestly, I just had my outrights. Reed withdrew. I took some of that money, which I haven't even got returned to me yet, I don't think. I'll have to double-check that. But uh, And if anybody does have questions on golf withdrawals, I don't know that there's any book that is action no matter what, unless you're betting like a major 
that is like six months out. You know, there are books that are, if you're going to bet next year's masters, there are future bets that are going to be actioned and graded as losses. If the guy doesn't play in the masters, if you're betting it this far out, there are some markets that are like that for sure. But if you bet Patrick Reed this week, I would almost confidently say hundred percent of books will return your money. He didn't hit a single shot. If they go out there, hit a shot, their back doesn't feel good on the first tee, which has happened here or there. It's a loser, but you should be getting it with a refund on any Patrick Reed wagers, outrights, matchups, three balls. Honestly, the three ball that he was involved in with Scheffler and the other guy, three balls cancel for most places. If one of the players doesn't play in it, they don't want to grade that anyway. But the biggest thing is like 7% of the big DFS contest has Patrick Reed in a lineup. And that's the, that is the worst part about that thing. Like you, if you play DFS and you take it even semi-seriously, like I know uh, our fantasy league, the, the waivers open on Tuesday at like 2.30 in the morning. And our league isn't even that serious. And a lot of guys will set alarms to wake up at two in the morning to, you know, quickly grab some waiver stuff after they put their stuff in. But like know when the tea time is, if it's an unreasonable amount of, you know, time for you to wake up, I guess don't do it, but like, no, no, when the lock time is for golf and get up. I, there was a lot of F words in some chats this morning. <laughs> well, I mean, and, and it's some people that play, right. I, I don't play very big on some of my DraftKings stuff. And, you know, there's, there's some people that play decent amounts and having somebody dead right off the bat. I mean, you're, you're really screwing yourself. So make sure you're doing yeah. your late, late switches. I switched for Scotty Scheffler. I had a little money left over in one lineup. So Scotty Scheffler, not looking awful. I think he actually dropped a stroke now, but, uh, Took out Reed, put in another Texas player. I got Vegas and Scheffler in there now. I was informed that uh, Jonathan Vegas went to Texas, even though I thought he was from South America. Not to say that you can't go to Texas if you're from a different continent, I guess. But uh, cheering for those guys. And, yeah, Dan pointed out one of my daily matchups is an absolute pillow fight. Hoffman and Homa are both well above. (laughs) Venezuela. Yeah, Venezuela. There you go. Um, So, I will just kind of monitor that stuff and I'll probably have some round two plays out later today on Twitter. I'm excited. All could be fun. We got to do something with these playoffs to make them interesting. Yeah. It's, it's not all that exciting. And like the, the views, the, some of the shots are pretty cool. You know, it looks like, Oh, that's, that's cool. You can see that statue of Liberty from one of these holes and like you can see the New York skyline, but it's still like, it's held in New Jersey. It's still not as cool as it could be as some of these tournaments. So um, tonight, and Drew, I, I announced that we're going to do a halftime show, and then Drew's like, oh, shoot, I can't tonight. So halftime show tomorrow for Friday. We will be doing one. But uh, tonight, I'll probably just be not betting this game. I'm going to do a prize fix entry tonight. You can start get kind of a feel for who's playing, who's not. And I'm going to use a lot of that during the preseason. If you go dig deep enough, you are going to find snap counts for everybody in week one. Belichick, I don't traditionally bet Patriots games in the preseason because you think Belichick's a, you know, a closed box, a blank slate during the regular season. Preseason, you have no idea what's going on. Like I'm, I'm actually a little nervous uh, putting one of the Patriots in here. But I did go with the Jason Huntley under 29.5 rushing yards for the Eagles and Christian Wilkerson over 27 and a half receiving yards for the Patriots. This pays three to one. 
uh, mostly just based on snap count stuff. In fact, it's all snap count stuff, stuff I'm reading out of camp. I'm a little nervous. Wilkerson had the drops a little in practice. Apparently, he still saw a ton of the field. Mac Jones has a good rapport with him. He had a lot of targets in the week one. He's the guy who dropped the touchdown pass that Mac put right on the sideline, kind of in the front corner of the end zone. So hopefully he targets him a bunch again tonight. I just need him to get like 30 yards. And then Huntley, the usage for the running backs, I'm seeing him as kind of a second to third fiddle. So I don't uh, I don't predict a ton of running success from the Eagles. And hopefully they're more focused on seeing what Hertz can do because Hertz has been a little iffy in camp so far. So interested. And, and just from a viewing and handicapping the season standpoint, I'm very interested to see how Hertz plays. I'm interested to see the Cam and Max split, if that maybe gives us a little hint on what we're going to see regular season. I wasn't impressed with Cam all that much. And Mac, while it wasn't like he didn't wow me, but he looked pretty poised out there. So excited for this game tonight. No bet, but just a price fix play. And you can, if you want to play along with me, you can download this and get a $100 instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code BBB, which you should do. And maybe you don't like this play. You can do something else. You can mix and match it with golf. I have I like one it. where I have one where I Scotty Scheffler in there with, yeah. with Wilkinson. I know you said it's tough to back Patriots in preseason, but that's the right kind of player. You know, you don't want to back them game to game, but that's a nice way to do that. That's somebody who will be out there getting a lot of looks. So I like what you got going there. Honestly, I don't know I, too much about the other guys. So no, I just I, I dug, into him a, dug into him a little. Yeah, maybe some second half playing time, but his snap count was pretty low. I'm I'm predicting more snap counts for more starters. Hopefully, Hertz gets like a decent amount of uh, drives in this one. Yeah. Well, we brought up tennis a little, and boy, you're fading my round robin. I might have put in a massive <laughs> under round robin just because it doesn't. It just keeps raining in this one. But uh, yeah, a couple totals for it. More totals and sides here. What are we doing? It's kind of a tough slate. I think the matches are going to be very competitive here. You know, to take a step back, yes, Andy did go through and just kind of parlay all the unders here in women's tennis, which isn't necessarily the worst idea in the world. But there were two matches that stuck out to me that I think we're going to see, you know, two very long sets. Uh, you know, I look at Rybakina Bedosa here. They hung a total of 21 and a half. I was actually happy to sell up a half game. So, you know, some books, um, like Bookmaker lets you do it, Bovada, a couple other places. Um, you know, it's tough with some of these non-Grand Slam events for books. But if you look around, you could generally find a book that might let you say take the 21 and a half up to 22 at plus money. That looks pretty good to me. If you have 21 and a half, it's at standard juice. That's fine. But in a situation like this, it's in a lot of ways betting, you know, not only that we're going to have two long sets, but it's pretty similar to betting three sets. You know, if I look at Rybakina Bedosa, the price on over three sets there was plus 140, plus 145. I'd rather have the 22 here at plus 105. I think there's a good chance we see a 7564, which is a push. Just, there's been 7575s in matches like this. You know, I go back and look there. More often than not, I think we're looking at two very long sets, possibly three. So over 22 there makes sense to me. And then similar case here, Benchich Mahova. I go back and look. I think we're definitely getting a seven five seven six here. So then I'm looking for a six four or better in that second set. And again, given the, the way the two of these play, um, the two of these women play tennis, it should be a very competitive match. We might see you know back to back seven five seven six kind of things. It might have the kind of the feel of almost a men's tennis match when you start to look at the scoreline there. 
But a third total, Andy, I'm with you on this one. Naomi Osaka, Jill Teichman here, under 20 and a half. Uh, put the price up here. I actually did find this at minus 120. This is under 20 most places. That's fine at, at standard juice. There was one book that kind of had a, a rogue minus 120, and that half game's worth a little more than what the number is here. So um, one of the rare... One of the rare instances where I'm happy to kind of buy the half game for a little cheaper than I think it is. This match should be pretty quick. I think there is a chance that we see a long first set here, but this has the feel to me. Even if we have a 7-5 in the first set, I think it's a 6-2 or better there in the second set. Naomi Osaka has started to get very comfortable and is playing some very good tennis. And Teichman is someone that can make you work, but doesn't necessarily have the talent really to pressure Osaka unless she's having an off night. So instead of playing an Osaka spread, which is right around four and a half, something like that, I think the total here at 20 or 20 and a half makes sense. And then one more spread. This one, again, is an alt play here. Um, three and a half is at a couple of different places. You know, again, can be tough to find, like I said, with the 22s. If you want to play a Pagula money line, that's okay. Pagula 2-0. Don't mind something like that. But she's playing Carolina Pliskova for the fifth time this year. She has beaten her four times in a row. So they enter the fifth match here. Pliskova still looking for her first win over Pagula. She's covered this number, I believe, in all of those matches, even though one went three sets there. Pliskova looks a lot better. This is going to be a different match than we saw early in the season when they played those first four times. So, yes, I think it could be competitive. I actually think the money line, if you're seeing Pagula right now, I think minus 110 or so, looks about right to me. You know, I think this will be a close match. I have Pagula a little better favorite, right around minus 125. So a touch of value in the minus 110. But looking at some of the spreads and things like that, happy to sell this out to three and a half games. Basically, she has to win 7-5, 6-4, 6-4, 6-4, something like that. If she does win this match, I think that should be pretty comfortable. Again, plus 190 looks like a really nice number here. So in a day where a lot of the major markets look about right to me, trying to look at some other angles here, found some value in some alternates and things. Yeah, I'm probably just going to play it safe. I'm a pussy on that and play Pagula money line. <laughs> you got me scared. And I don't know if I can find that alt. I might have to pop around. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. I don't know. I shouldn't it's, talk. It's tough. I mean, Pliskova's looked a lot better. She was kind of comfortable yesterday, but in kind of true Pliskova fashion, comes out, serves really well for four games, kind of flip the switch, breaks to get the fifth game, and then almost blows it to close out the set, you know? So we'll see how it goes. If she continues to serve well, she could win this match for sure. But I like Pagul, and I think if she does win um, more times than not, it's by a comfortable margin. Good, good, good. Well, good. Then my money line is safe. As uh, scared money still can make money, apparently, just not as much. Um, tonight, like I mentioned earlier, with my prize picks play, Patriots take on the Eagles at the – is it still the link? You live there. You need to know. It this. is still the link. Like the link. They field. changed the name of the – like when I was younger, I knew all the stadium's names because it was like – But it was a different stadium. It used to be Veteran Stadium, and then they yeah. blew that up, built it into a parking lot, and built the link, Lincoln Financial Field. I think yeah, that's we, been Lincoln Financial Field the entire time. The basketball arena has changed names. My personal favorite was the first Union Center, or as we called it, the FU Center. The FU Center. Yeah, we just had the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. It was named after a semi-successful politician. Yeah. Go Humphrey. Uh, Hubert. Hubert, not a name we use a lot anymore. Although Hubert Ungo, I guess, is uh, Ugo as far as tennis goes. Anyway, Patriots one-point favorites, like I said, not getting involved in this. Betting Patriots games in the preseason is usually minus EV. It's really tough to tell what the Patriots are going to do. Bill Belichick does not give a shit about winning these games. You saw that in the first game. He had clearly, 
clearly challengeable plays. He did not even consider throwing the challenge flag, not for a second. Both of those plays, he would have won his challenge on. He would have extended drives on both, I believe. But he's more interested in just getting out. They treat him like a practice. Like, you know, what? why would I want that first down where, you know, what's the difference between that or like, hey, here's a third and long. Like, that's a good chance for us to try out some stuff too. Or if we have to punt, here's more chances for our defense to get some reps. Like, it doesn't matter. It's all just reps. Like, the guy is – Right, guy is, I mean, he is, he is who it is. It's, it's a scrimmage. He still wants them to play well. So I'm not saying the Patriots couldn't win this by 20s. It's just a reason for me to stay away as I really don't know what the Patriots will be throwing outside of hopefully a bunch of Wilkerson. Uh, I will probably look to bet this live if I'm seeing good things from Mac Jones early, maybe a drive that ends in a field goal, but he looks decent. And they, you know, I get maybe some Intel closer to the game on how much he's going to play. And also with Hertz, like if Hertz and Mac look good, maybe a live over, if we have a slow start, maybe a Eagles money line. So if I do bet anything live, obviously I'll, I'll tweet something out, but I'll be watching for sure. I don't care how bad these games are like a standalone Thursday night NFL game. I'm going to watch it no matter what. I was thinking maybe like a first half over. I like that angle there with the quarterbacks playing a little bit more. Oh, I think Hertz is gonna Hertz is gonna play a lot, and I it, I am worried about him. You know, the Eagles. A lot of the reporters were talking about how he struggled, but now there's reports coming out of the locker room that the players support him as the franchise quarterback, given how hard he works, and that kind of crap never makes me feel good because you know they're just trying to cover up all the other different negative stuff that's been floating around. So. Hopefully he comes out and has a solid game. I'm actually just going to be watching just from a fantasy football guy perspective. I have him on one of my dynasty teams. I hope he does well. I've been poking around because, I mean, his price is pretty cheap. If you're trying to acquire Jalen Hurts in fantasy and dynasty, now's the time. Yeah. I was so high on him last year. I had a rookie of the year ticket on him last year. I was excited. I was excited even though I knew it was dead. I was excited when he finally started playing. And you know what? I was excited when Nate Sudfeld came in because I thought that was the funniest shit ever. We're throwing <laughs> this game and you can't do anything about it. That that shit was funny to me. The Eagles the Eagles have been a uh, an entertaining franchise the last few years, to say the least. So, yeah, if you have a hot take on tonight's game, tweet me because I'd love to hear if you know. So if you follow the beat writers close, I tried to dig in as much as I can on this. If you know a better beat writer than I do, let me know on Twitter. Let me know on YouTube. Let me know wherever on vet spurts. My name in there is just Andy. I will be pretty close to posting some plays on there. Once we get to NFL season, I'll have all my plays on vet spurts again. You should follow me over there. If you haven't downloaded that app yet, you, you need to get to downloading right now. So what you need to do. You need to download the prize picks app. You need to download the vet spurts app. You need to download, honestly, get ready to download the Masters app. That's in April. Like that, just put that on your list. And then WinBet, too. WinBet, if you are in one of the legal states, still offering the $500 risk-free bet, which do not put it on this preseason game. Like I said, that's a dangerous proposition. Find something you like better. Not a great baseball slate either, honestly. So maybe use it tomorrow. But uh, use our sign-ups, our sign-up links on our Twitter, at BrownBigBets. That's what we need. We'll catch you tomorrow for a Friday.